Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. What's your tea, darling? Hey, y'all. What's going hey, on? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm not. <laughs> That's I, just, I was I was feeling the spirit of this <laughs> good Tuesday. Oh gosh, I feel good. I feel really, really good. This was an amazing week. Um y'all were traveling this week, wasn't y'all? Yes. Oh, yeah. where did y'all go? We just came back from Colorado. Denver, Colorado. White. I know that's right. Colorado. The land of the legal weed. Yes. <laughs> that that is liberal boots. <laughs> Listen, Co- Austin don't got nothing on Colorado. Yeah, it's very that's white it. liberal territory. Mm. I loved it. They was taking us space though. Mm. The white folks was definitely taking us space. <laughs> But, yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, they was cool as fuck. Like they was cussing and shit. I think Black Lives Matter in everybody's window and motherfucking <laughs> flags with C's for Colorado. You know the the um the pride flags with the C's on them. I was like, okay, bitch, because I had to Google. It. I was gonna say I'm not even change the Colorado flag to the the uh, pride flag. This just sick me. But they did it. They did it. They just put a C on the uh, flag. So I was like, that's cute. It was man. Colorado was such a fucking vibe. Z- okay, I'm going off because you know. <laughs> but listen, Z had got a room on the ninth floor and. They gave us a view overlooking like the mountains. So like, like on one corner, you seen like a view of like the mountains and all these like bars and stuff. And then on the other side where the bed was, you seen like just downtown and like, it was, oh gosh, it was, it was really, really nice. And bitch, they got legal weed. So we was at the dispensary getting our life. Listen, we was high, baby, and the edibles. Now, see, y- y'all know I don't be smoking, but I don't mind a nasty little delicious edible. <laughs> and <laughs> Seattle and Denver got the best edibles. 
Which is interesting because oh, yeah. edibles are heavier. And usually people don't like them because they're heavier. But you prefer them. Yeah, but but some tea, listen, there's some tea that I got from the cannabis spot, y'all. So, um, Las Vegas has some really bomb edibles too, mother. If you ever go, baby, check them out. So, from the cannabis person at the little shop, because they ain't supposed to have all the knowledge, he was like, each each um each location that has a dispensary, they get their, like, they make all their, like, edibles and everything out of the weed out of that state. So you could be getting the same thing, but it's it's not the same, like, uh, product. Good. It's just the, it's just different, like, grown out of each state from, like, the weed or whatever. And I thought that was interesting. Because I didn't know that. I just thought that, like, somebody just made it at a company and they distributed it everywhere. But everything is, like, like specific to each region because they can't import or export so mm -hmm. they have to grow their own locally and then package it from there they can have the same oh, brand. oh that makes sense yeah they can have the same brand name but different whole different facilities mm. did y'all get yeah. some did y'all bring me some back or y'all just bad children that don't care about your mother <laughs> Listen, we was kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I know, bitch, because when I went to Seattle, it got me so I was scared. I put it in my bag, like the bag that went under, but it was in these little valves. It's these little things called potions that you pour in the drink. And so they little, you know, and so, but they look like little, um, God, I don't know if y'all remember. Y'all may be too young for this, but not you, Mia. You're not that young. <laughs> well, <laughs> y'all remember them little candies that had they not candy they're actually juices but they came in these little wax they like they were like they like wax that you have to twist off and you can suck oh, the juice oh, out the wax so they were like that but they were like tea they, they were called potions and they similar to the juice in those and you can just pour me your drink like in your tea or whatever and you be high as fuck and yeah. so I got like like two packs of those and brought them on the thing. So I've got these little candies and I, these little like Jolly Rancher things. And then I got them and they were perfect because they were like a hundred or something. I don't know. They were crazy amount where I can wear honey. As soon as you swallow them, it's like you hit the blunt, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but the now the little candies, they kind of go slow. They kind of make make me just want to go to sleep. But those ones were fire. So I was putting them in my bag and I was so scared to bring them. But didn't nobody do nothing. They didn't say nothing. Yeah, we, yeah, got, a we couple, got a couple. We, we really been eating a lot of them. Man, we had so much planned for the last day. Baby, let's just say. It didn't happen. <laughs> It did not happen, baby. We were supposed to, baby. <laughs> Y'all was sitting in that room, zooted. Zooted. Listen, this is what you should not do on your on your last day in Colorado. Smoke, <laughs> eat edibles, and then buy like the little THC bath bomb thing and shower with them. Woo! We was out of there. <laughs> Oh wow! Honestly, only thing I remember, um, the last thing I remember from that night was he asking me, um, did it feel good because he was rubbing my booty, and I was like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I was like, yeah, and then we both fell asleep. <laughs> we were supposed to have 
an adult appointment. We had a, a we baby that booty call was canceled, <laughs> baby. But listen, the way that sleep was set up on that ride to Houston, love. Wow, <laughs> I had anxiety for the first time because I was high. And then I was on the plane and I was sleepy all at the same time. So I wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> but all I know is I fell asleep for the whole trip, even, even during takeoff. <laughs> 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 and I woke up, we was in Houston. I was Love. Like, oh, man, that was some good Sydney, sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Work. I need to go to Colorado. I, I did not not just for that, but it is beautiful. Like Colorado is beautiful. Yeah. I don't really like um wintry cities, but that place is beautiful in the winter. And you know, the mountains being the backdrop of the city is always beautiful. It's I love Denver. Denver is a place that I can't say that I would live there yeah. because you know it's kind of <laughs> a little too melanin deficient for me but but i i do like to visit i think it's a beautiful city to visit but you right. that yeah very <laughs> that that's true i had an amazing time mm. well i went to um new orleans oh you did go somewhere yeah i went to new orleans the House of Tulip, which is a nonprofit organization that provides housing for trans people down in New Orleans, they um, threw a summer celebration with one of the headliners was Kelly Price. And what? there was tons of other celebrities there. India Moore was there, India Angel from Pose. Um, Eves, um, Eves the dropper. I mean, the eavesdropper, y'all know him, the one with all the tattoos <laughs> and piercings. He was there performing his new music um never ending nina um the trans singer from she's from new orleans but she um lives in la tons of trans artists that were there when i got there they treated me like vip they really just made me feel sickening <laughs> mariah moore right. and milan um really just made me feel like a celebrity coming in gave me a little spot make sure i yeah. ate real good I was able to be in the back and um, talk to the people and everybody was so just just so nice. And so mate, they just it just was a great event. It was a feel good event. So in the beginning, it was now it was hot as hell. Don't get me wrong. We, it was an outside concert type deal. And honey, that sun was, was beating yeah. our ass. <laughs> yeah, I felt like by the end of that, I felt like I would have been twirled. But <laughs> <laughs> oh baby so it was hot as hell but they had a little Ooh. um air conditioning thing back there for all those performers so they can be you know um, um cool um you know before they go on stage and so she, they were allowing me to go back there if i if i got too you know got too hot um then that was the beginning of the day everybody it just was a bomb time they allowed everybody who were who was there that was organizer to kind of come on stage you know and kind of talk about the work that they were doing and it just was a really great experience they really showed us all a good time then later on we did an after party at the club <laughs> <laughs> and they picked us up 
I told you they made us feel like we was for fucking celebrities. So they picked us up in this fire ass party little bus. Not but not a party bus, but kind of like a um it's a private shuttle, real classy, the blue lights on the inside. Um motherfucker India was rolling blunts. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, uh, uh, Aria was twerking. Um, everything was just, everybody was just turned up. It was just fun and laid back. Everybody was feeling good. It was just all good. Um, then when we got into the club, they had us all in the VIP section with Kelly Price. And I got to meet one of my, now I'm, I like Kelly Price. Cause you know, I think she's a good songwriter. Most of the songs that we bump, uh, not most, but a lot of the songs that we bumped to in the 90s and early 2000s were written by fucking um, Kelly Price. People don't know that because when she, because she was a heavier woman, they didn't want to sign her as an artist. So she wrote a lot of songs. And so, um, but yeah, so Kelly Price is Kelly Price. She is a legend. She's an icon um, of her time. But who was there that was like, that was making me almost fangirl? <laughs> um was tank from tank and the bangers they are a band from you probably don't know them because they're kind of new um um it's hard to explain because they're a new group they're not um just kind of really really big 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 but they're a new group based out of new orleans and tank is just fucking fucking brilliant and i love her because you know i like those kind of once you become celebrity, celebrity, Abby don't be paying attention to you. I kind of like you to be new and fresh and da da da. So Tank is just new and fresh, and she was sitting there next to me, and we were talking about um, the food, how sickening the food was because they had fed us. And then we were kiki, and she was just because everybody was focusing on Kelly because Kelly is the bigger star. It allowed us to kind of have a moment because. Everybody was focusing on Kelly because it's Kelly Price. <laughs> and so all the drag queens was doing Kelly Price songs at the show and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So me and Tank, which I live for because Tank is my sickening, I was like, oh, we sit there talking and laughing and kicking. And I just the fact that I got to meet her and be, literally sit next to her the whole night. She was sitting next to me and we were talking and just cool as hell. She cool and down to earth and real. It just was cool as fuck. Um, I felt like I already knew India, um, but this was my first time actually meeting her in person. And also India is like a, um, India is like a child, not, and I don't mean this in any kind of negative way, but you can tell India is young and she, she's super, super, have you ever been around a kid that, um, was really, really respectful to adults and really nice that's how India act. <laughs> Me and her acted, same acted like a really, really, he acted like a teenager that was raised to be nice to adults. Mm. And so I don't know if that's because I'm an elder or I'm older or whatever, but it wasn't, I can tell it wasn't just me. She was doing that too. It was almost like everybody. So that's why I didn't take it. Like, girl, don't be treat me like honey, <laughs> like I'm your grandmother. It wasn't like that. It was kind of just her aura. Her aura was like, um, like a child, really respectful, not childish as in doing childish stuff, but, but childlike in like a respect, respectful, nice, you know, it's kind of like that in the south, like a yeah, of, like a southern child, yeah. like nah, nah, because something will be bad and just quiet. I'm talking about the ones that really are nice. That a 
oh, I got that for you. Sit down. Da, 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 da. Just really nice, well-raised children. <laughs> That's what she gave. <laughs> so that was interesting to, to, um, to meet. One of the drag performers was Raquel um, Lord, who is, you know, who is a Boston icon, Raquel Lord. Um, I think she is a Mugler. I don't know. Let me not get to lying. I don't know what she is, but she's a Boston icon. Um, <clears throat> who else? Who else are there? I don't know. Um, Jada, beautiful J Jada, the beauty on Instagram. Um, it just was a bunch of people there, like a bunch of trans people there who who are popular and da da da. da. It just was fire. I had a, such a good time. They raised money. Um, I stayed at this bomb ass hotel. It just was a great experience. So shout out to House of Tulip. I'll put their link if y'all want to donate to what they got going on. They do provide housing for trans people in New Orleans. And I'll put their links in the bottom. And Mariah and Milan, thank you for showing me a good time. I can't wait to next year when y'all do it again. Hopefully, we'll be there, bitch. Yeah, come I, uh, I, I, I feel like I missed out. <laughs> but we were in Colorado, so not really. But I, I did, you know, it's not like I had a really good time. I'm happy that y'all did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Hey, we're going to pause the conversation right there and let's talk about our sponsors for this episode. There are times when you need someone, I will be by your side. Hold on. There is a light that shines special for you. This is your girl, Diamond, and I am here to bring some light into your world <laughs> through an amazing event, the Black Feminist Jubilee Homecoming. This is a virtual event hosted by Black Feminist Future, and it's free. Let me repeat that. This is a virtual event, and it's free. That means you can sit at home, and you ain't got to come out your pockets, because it's free. Come on now. Tap your neighbor and say glory for things being convenient. Uh-huh. Even if the neighbor is your COVID dog. Amen. This event celebrates the legacy, the power, and the possibility of Black feminism. Like us here at Marsha's Plate, they believe that Black liberation is achievable. And to get there, we must center Black feminism, build power, and organize to defend and protect Black women, girls, and gender nonconforming folks. Jubilee will be a space to reintroduce, re-energize, and renew in Black feminism. Now listen, I'm telling y'all about this event early because the event is on August the 28th. So you can register for free at blackfeministhomecoming.com. That's blackfeministhomecoming.com. Check it out. I'll be there because, you know, I, I, I like Black feminism. It's just, you know, it's just something I, I just like it. I, I can't turn it loose. That's just what it is. So I'll be there August the 28th. Put it on your calendar right now as you listen to this. And go on, take your ass down in the info box right there. Yes, right there. And register. See you there. There are times when you need someone. Yeah, I will be by your side. Hold on. Shine 
let's talk about surgeries, y'all. Recently, there was a video that kind of went viral and they were saying that there was like some kind of sale happening in the DR for the BBL surgery. And the BBL surgery is when you take fat from your excessive fat from certain areas of your body, like usually your stomach and your waist, and then you put it somewhere else like your booty and your hips and da, da, da. And it gives you a more hourglass figure. This is a popular, sur- this is a popular surgery that a lot of people are getting that you see all of these bodies that celebrities have. A lot of people are doing this. This is something like Dr. Curves got popular doing it. It is just something that um, is a popular thing. It's an alternative to what, you know, folks was doing years before, like getting silicone and getting this kind of stuff that usually your act your own actual fat and just putting it in other locations of your body to give you a particular type of body type. And so really, really popular surgery. And I, and I think safer than like the silicone injections of yesteryears, right? So Mia, Mia is about to get hers done, right? Did you want me to tell that or no? No, that's fine. Yeah, I'm a bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do like the old school girls and put her under construction profile on all my social media. Bitch, I'm out of business. No, I'm coming back fab. It's going to be over. Yeah, so she's getting to the next level to get her body to where, you know, she wants it to be. So I wanted to talk about BBL because I had a, I kind of had an argument with my homeboy not an argument but you know about certain things that he said and so i want to kind of talk about that the thing about it is that dudes are being real kind of shady about the girls getting surgery the one minute they're saying oh they want you to be natural but then the girls who have body work that are that looks good not the ones that looks gross and looks you know botched we talk about the girls who got the work and it looks good when we talk about um um Portia from Real Housewives when we talk about so many there's so many other people who have gotten it that it looks good those girls women who get the surgery they get so much attention because dudes like it it looks good when it's done right it looks great and so one minute y'all are saying you know, y'all want a girl that's all natural and da 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 da. And then one one minute y'all still chasing after the girl who has the body. We all know that there is a a social currency that happens when you have a body that fits a certain stereotype. There's a social there's a social upward mobility that you can get. You know with that kind of body with 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 beauty and and if and a lot of times you can invest if you invest in your look and you invest in your beauty it really can shift the opportunities that you can have in the world we know that that is true now now i must be honest investing in beauty is not a long-term investment i want y'all to know that it is not a long-term investing investment because beauty is going to fade as you age it is inevitable and so yes short-term investment get your shit wear it out get your body get you do your thing so that you can enjoy how you feel on the outside and make it match if you feel great on the inside make it match do your thing but understand that please know that it is a short-term investment that you need but on the long term you need to invest on that internal work to make sure you feel good about yourself regardless of how how things turn out with um with your body because 
baby, you're going to get old. <laughs> you're going to get old and it's go- and things are going to sag. Things are going to fall. Things are going to wrinkle. Cellulite is going to come. It's a thing, honey, life is going to happen to your body. Aging is going to happen. Slow or fast, it is going to happen. So make sure you're investing in more than just your body. But I don't think... Um, you know, having a short-term investment in your body is a negative thing. I think whatever makes you feel good and makes you feel confident, wherever you are in life, go for it. I don't want to ask y'all, how do y'all feel about surgery? We are trans people. Not every trans people get surgery, but we are trans people who do get surgery. <laughs> Us three. <laughs> so we, we, we invest in, um, you know, our look and our body and our, this is some of these, some of the things are for vanity and some of the things are for, um, you know, gender affirming surgeries. And so in that regards, how do y'all feel about this conversation when it comes to the focus on BBL? Mm, Well, for me, I'm definitely surgery positive because, uh, because I'm trans and I have gotten surgeries, of course, also, but what has been a journey for me is there's a lot of men that get surgeries too, but it was just hard for me to find men that were open about it so I could see what to reference to, which is why also I've been open about my surgeries on my YouTube and stuff. But anyways, I know that it's men out here doing it and men like Moneybag, yo, he got his body done. I think Dre got his body done. Bunny Baggio also got his face done. Um, A lot of men are getting their teeth done. A lot of people are getting their teeth done. What else? Um, It's just everybody's getting surgery. I think people need to keep that in mind. It's not, it's definitely not just women. Yeah, it's definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not women. And so that's my take on it. Like, shit, if that's what you feel, <laughs> if that's what you feel, then do it. Cause I'm somebody where it's changed my life. So shit, for the better. It's made me a lot more comfortable. So what about you? Baby. Bitch, you better become the dog. <laughs> you better become with you saying scissor, that bitch had. Oh, she got the word. Bitch, she looks lovely now. I mean, she didn't look ugly before either. But whatever she did, bitch, her and K. Michelle, it sends across the board. Yes. I think nobody, people complain about it, but when it's done right, and it looks good. Now, if you now we know some people, celebrities in particular, who their surgery is bad. Like, we know that. Trans people, too. Uh, <laughs> we know, you know, we know some, some surgery that gets bad, but when, and, and that, you know, that's the luck that that's just kind of luck of the draw. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. It's it, the likeliness of it being better is if you do the research and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. but that doesn't, even that doesn't guarantee great results, mm-hmm. but when it is great results, and I actually personally feel that, um, Okay, Michelle's surgery is fucking great. Her mug looks sickening to me. Like, it looks love. And so, when we look at NeNe Links, I think her shit is an upgrade. I think 
Portia, Portia, um, Portia Williams. I think Portia Williams to me, out of all the people, celebrities, she did the the turnaround glow up to me with the, from the first season of Housewives to what she does now. Portia looks sickening as fuck. Like she looks <laughs> gorgeous. Where before, I don't know. She just looked like Jar Jar Binks to me. And so in my mind, I you know, I think somebody who upgrades that way, I think it looks sickening. Now is like there Duffy? Duffy did the same thing. Who? The DJ from Dallas. What's his name? Her name is Duffy. Oh, I'm I don't know her. Oh, yeah, she's the same she's over. She looks good now. Exactly. I feel and, like if and it then looks also good. like I also want to say this. I I feel like we need to be careful, like on how we describe like certain surgeries and stuff, because I know that it can like people who have had surgeries that are bad Bot. and well botched is hard because it depends on the level of bad to, to say that is botched. Because if it's just like a, a small minor thing, bitch, it's not botched. And some people use botched loosely. So I feel like I, I feel like we 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 have to be careful on how we like talk about it. Just just for people who are sensitive or people who have had bad experiences and it doesn't trigger them because everybody, everybody doesn't have like the perfect top surgery and everybody doesn't have the perfect FFS and or, or boobs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's something I wanted to say. And it's a, it's a, and it's an honest critique, whether good or bad. It is an honest critique for people to talk about the look that people are getting with the, I call them the puff Kleenex nose. <laughs> Y'all remember the puff commercials of those little people with the little clean nose? They look like, I, that. it looks like that puff commercial elf nose where it's, it's a skinny and it slopes and it points up and you know, it's like a little elven, a little elf nose. It looks like the the puff commercial, like this Kleenex puff. It's so common. What it is? is. The nose. Okay, so me, what me and Z do often is we think we look at FFS before and afters. And he'd be like, why do every girl got that same nose? I'd be like, bitch, the girl's fine. What happens is each generation, the girls <laughs> find a doctor who is, who is reasonable in price, who slays a nose and everybody goes to that one person and the nose is usually white as hell we there is a critique that that we can have about the type of nose and how motherfuckers are not keeping their black nose yeah that motherfucker may not be like the white girls but it ain't like no black girl nose it's it's very um the one of the few people that kept the their nose to where it still was in the black range to me was patty labelle patty labelle admitted that she got her nose done she said it was her nose was too big but also from michaela the one from uk michaela oh she got a nose job too uh, yeah oh yeah so good that whole thing like if you keep it to where it looks black I, I'm not if I'm anyway, some people keep it where it kind of still looks black, but it's still smaller than what it was. And so there is a critique around why are we choosing these kind of smaller features? Because we know that it's kind of rooted in the um, 
white supremacy, um, you know, beauty standard or whatever. And then we know there was an era where in order for you to be a black beauty, you really just had to be a white girl that was dipped in chocolate. Like it, for you to be continue, continue beautiful, you had to look like a Naomi Campbell. You had to look like which who has small features, who, you know, who that nose is pinched and, you know, which I think is natural. But um, but the but because of how close she resembles the white beauty standard, but she's just chocolate that made her more to me and made her more palatable than compared to now of course she's still going to deal with racism blah 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 blah. um but it made her this is what black beauty should look like it should look like a white woman but with dark skin and so a lot of people a lot of the girls from that era they had those smart features look at look at imam look at um eva who eva pickford Eva, um, Tyra, but I'm even talking about before her. Eva came, Eva came after the 2000 when there was kind of a shift. But okay, um, well, who was the um old girl off in the um? Do you remember the time Michael Jackson? That was um, Naomi Campbell. Oh no, 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 that was Iman. That was Iman. okay. Yeah, woo. That was Iman. So yes, their features. Iman features are small, African, but but small. Um, they're, they're considered, you know, East Africans, a lot of people consider them the most beautiful people. Um, Ethiopian, right? Yeah. Ethiopian, um, Etrian, um, you know, stuff like that. So it wasn't until like Alec Wet came with her full, she had a nose, she had a lip, she had the dark skin. She's the one who came and shifted that kind of narrative. But before that, it was the Beverly Johnsons. It was the Imans. It was the Veronica Webbs. It was the um, um, Naomi Campbells. And these were the black Tyra Banks. These, and these black girls just look like white women in the face for real, for real, but just brown. Mm -hmm. And so there is a critique to be had about the type of nose that we get, the type of nose that people are continuously get that kind of when we talk about FFS, we know what the FFS looks like. And usually FFS, yes, it's more feminine. Like we're going to, if we're crushing all our bones in our face. Now, FFS, y'all, is facial feminization surgery. If you don't know anything about trans surgery, it is where um, usually male to female trans women get their face reconstructed to look a certain way with more um, um, anthrometrical um measurement so their brow bone shaved down their nose changed their chin shaped differently their jawline shaped differently their cheeks and the hair loud bright down so many things and everybody every girl is unique and different in what they need and what they don't need and so when we talk just, about that when we talk about the range of what is feminine and what is not feminine we know that what is feminine is rooted in white supremacy. So when we look at what is feminine in a, on a medical standpoint and we know what that's rooted in, it is going to be balanced. You know you're going to have to balance how this is going to change the ethnicity of your look. And so most of the girls that people are praised about what they surgery do, when we look at Miss Thing, um, Monroe Borndorf, is that her name? Borndorf Ber in... Um, no, it's Bergdorf. That. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say Monroe it. Monroe Bergdorf. 
burned off. Yes, that the what one from the UK. No, 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 it most likely it, it makes their nose smaller. It makes them look like the same. It makes them look like a carbon copy of every girl that she has got. She looks lovely. She looks absolutely. I'm not saying she doesn't look lovely. We talking Ooh, about sitting. how it shifts your look from more masculine and then to more feminine, yeah. but it shifts it to a actually also less ethnic look. Yeah. Yeah. Because people deem, particularly in the surgery world, some of the things that we have ethnically as being masculine and being unattractive. And that where the white supremacy creeps in more subtly. So you're not paying attention. So when they, you go in there and they tell you, oh, your nose is a little bit out of the range in regards to size of femininity. Mm. It's not necessarily that it's out of the range because black people got big noses, motherfucker. It's just that mm-hmm. white women's noses or as a European noses is what's deemed to be pretty. A specific type of European nose. We're not talking about the Greek ones because even when we go to Iran, they have the highest number of um, um, nose surgery. We're not talking about that hump. We're talking about that. Baby, that big parrot, parakeet bitch, the one with the hump in it and the curve. Uh, the and, that, uh, that pick up some keys, bitch, off the floor. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, so they get they no, get but that. their surgeries are, their surgeons are over. Yeah, like the, the ones that do the noses. Okay, I, I also they're the nose capital thing. of the of the world. They're yeah, the nose job capital of the world. Okay, so Diamond, do y'all think that? Because I've I've thought about this. Because you you know that there are specific surgeons they cater to certain ethnicity features. Like there are certain surgeons that do black people's noses so that it doesn't look like Eurocentric noses. But okay, so but does smaller equal Eurocentric? No, it doesn't. But 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 don't wait. Wait, wait, hold on, wait a minute. I feel like more pitched equals Eurocentric, but I think smaller, you can still be, you can still have a flatter, wider nose and it'd be smaller and not project as big as a masculine nose. I, I feel think, like. I think it becomes an issue if it goes too far out of your range to where it looks like it's not natural. I feel like. I feel like I would want to go for more of a natural look, but I know there's some people that don't care for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because of con- like trauma and stuff that is around having big facial features, but praised on white faces. I I, I can co- completely understand. My sister was made fun of all her life, like all while she was younger, about her nose and her big lips, and now that she's an adult woman, she's praised for it. It it was weird. They always made fun of her, like just her big feet. She had big ankles. Now I know all the men love her legs. They used to call her cankles because she didn't have no. She really just didn't have like the ankle thingy, the ankle bone. Her legs are beautiful to me. She like because I think because she doesn't have it, it makes them look more longer and it. feminine to me. Anyway, I get it. But um, like this, I, I feel like b- because people are 
especially depending on what era you were raised in, we we were very judged and picked apart as younger black kids and by our peers because we normalized it. Especially when you think about like the people that raised us, the era they came from and the colorism and the all the shit they had to deal with that they passed along down to us that we have to unravel. Yeah. So I remember my mom <laughs> My mom, when I was younger, she used to make fun of my lips and um, I used to um, walk around like this mm-hmm. because um, I didn't want I don't know. She just talked about him. She talked that she called me Eminem lip because my top of my lips makes an M. Mm-hmm. And and so growing up in my younger years, she would um, because she would say that I was kind of self-conscious about it when I got older and was going out into the world as you know just living my truth as a woman niggas would be like i love your lips like they would be they were the one that gave me confidence in it and when i told my mom about how that affected me she was like oh no i was i wasn't doing it to give you some kind of complex about your lip it was just a cute little name that i was talking to my that i had for my baby and so it, it it didn't feel like something that she um she was like I she was like I loved your lips so I didn't I wish you would have told me because I I would have stopped saying it but I it did give me a complex and so um I would I would hear my little brother same thing they would say certain things about his lips because he has his father's lips which are, which are full and they will say something about that and then you grow up and then people then the white people are getting it wouldn't be white people it would be black people it wouldn't be like i've never had some white it's the person, community i i've never had a white person come up to me and say oh your lips are big white people because of how white people are particularly white women they love full lips they love they don't got no fucking lips. <laughs> so they be acting like they want to do, they want to have lips. And so um, I, they always was praising them. When I, when I was, whenever t- I was engaging with them, they would always praise them. And, you know, it was, it just was a different vibe. I was getting that from black people. And so it, that kind of shift in once we got old, once we got older, we started to, it started to be more people kind of pushing up against colorism, of course, more people pushing up against featureism and texturism. Texturism came a little bit later. Um, like when it when we start doing the hair movement, the natural hair movement. People stop permanent hair. Permanent hair and stop saying good and bad <laughs> hair. It started to be not politically correct to say, oh, she got some good hair. And because people would call you about like all hair is good. Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It started to be this thing where we're shifting um that. But at the time when we were when I was younger, that shift hadn't happened. In the 90s, it hadn't happened, honey. <laughs> they were praising you for being light-skinned, they were praising you, they were reading you for having two big lips, and they was reading you for having two big nose. They were and for like, being dark skinned. And for reading you for being dark skinned, um, particularly women. One of the Dudes on my friends list were talking about it. We're talking about surgeries. There was a meme that was posted about um, 
kind of like what people are talking about in regards to BBLs. And so the meme says, if Dr. Miami was making dicks bigger, you niggas would be spending 8,000 to get that too. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. And my homeboy says, that's a damn lie. Men could care less about body augmentation surgery. A male would spend that on shoes, cars, and use the $40 left over <laughs> to get some sloppy hair from somebody thick. <laughs> so I got on his page and said, you a damn lie. Um, I've worked for a cosmetic surgery before years ago and men was calling all the time as I was a front desk person, person. And I was like, men was calling all the time for penile implant ex and extenders. What, like, and what do y'all do for those? And, and I said, and he was like, no, that's not true. Um, they may be calling, but they ain't getting that surgery. It's too many risks involved. I said, you a damn lie. And I sent him the research. It's about 50 K. 50k um surgeries happen with penile um implants uh, 50k a year so there's dudes having it, it may not be a lot but 50,000 dudes are getting this surgery to make their dick bigger and to make them not have to deal with erectile dysfunction so they are doing what they need to do <laughs> and laying on the table and not to mention all the other stuff getting their jaws done getting cliffs in their chin getting um them getting lipo the motherfuckers get lipo too them um, getting like booty implants booty uh, implants. Pec implants leg implants yeah yes. calf implants motherfucking things in your arm biceps bicep plans the fucking shit they pop out your shoulders them little circle things by your neck <laughs> them Veneers. beards you know, implants the, the, yes the, the girls are becoming soldiers i'm here for it Yes, honey, y'all motherfuckers be they be getting surgeries. So if you are delusional just because you not oh. getting surgeries. Oh, they, they also get a hair transplants too. Period. No more. Hair baby. transplants, yes. They are just as now. I don't want to say no, no, no. I don't want to say just as, but I because I think men, because of the pushes position of hierarchy that they have in this, you know, the system of patriarchy, they're not pressured. To, the their money. their success is not totally interdependent um or on their look on their look more compared to how women are um yeah. i think that they have more leeway and room it's not saying that they don't get judged by their looks at all especially in the gay community <laughs> but <laughs> but it's not that they don't get judged by their looks at all but they just have more wiggle room to be a little fat to be a little Oh, yeah. to be a little, you know, to be a little bit more. Whereas you get what I'm saying, like a dude, like a dude's career, if he's an actor, it gets better as he gets older. Yeah. Women, their career, unless they just an exquisite actress, their career doesn't get better as they get older, less opportunities come to them. Like um, like when you hear a biggie smalls, fat, black, and ugly. However, I say Gucci wait a minute, is that it? Yeah. yeah. I say Gucci down to the sock. Rings and watch, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, we, how many you look how many fat rappers it is? That's perfect. How many literal fat, like overweight rappers it is? So, we got Biggie Smalls, Rick we Ross. got um, Big Pun, Rick Ross, um, Fat Joe of Jeezy when he came out, wasn't he wasn't sticking a thick fine like he is now, he was fat with a gut, oh, um, yeah. and so many other ones, they able to right. succeed being fat how many successful female rappers are fat 
Um, the, you got me I an have X. Dropping stuff for my Afro puffs. Yeah, go on with your best. Successful. Well, her what you call it? Chink, chinko, something like that. She getting popular. Chinks. We talking about fat black women. Yeah. Who the Chink. raps? Who? Her name That's is successful. We're not talking about blur. We're not talking about that tried it. That oh, I'm oh, no, they have a long-term successful career. Plus she, size. Long-term. Yeah, long-term. No. But those rappers you named didn't have a long-term successful career. Who? Rick Ross? The men? The men? Who? Oh, Biggie. Biggie? Biggie didn't have a long-term. Oh, but it's only because he died. No. Uh, but his but his 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 longevity is the where he was at. It still stands. Yeah. Like it don't get taken away from me because he passed away. But Jeezy wasn't for a long time either. Jeezy, I feel still- like there's okay. We don't we don't have to count Jeezy. We count Rick Ross definitely. Rick. Rick Ross is trying. He's trying to lose weight. Bro. You're trying it now. You're trying he's, it. He's trying, he's trying to lose weight. <laughs> I'm just saying, but he's not, he's not a, po- I'm sorry, but he's not a popular rapper like that. What? No. Yeah, you're trying to pop in. Just I know what you're talking about, Z. Just a TT with. Yes, oh. you're trying it. There are popular <laughs> fat black male rappers. There are popular fat black male rappers. It is just, it's just what it is. But there is very few popular black female rappers we have the ones that i remember in my life we had mia x that was in the 90s i remember her um that got to the to pop culture status i don't know any more that got up to that really out of now is there some now there's a certain girls that are um um that i can imagine um what's that one is her name kamaya I can't remember her name, but um, there's one that's out of Oakland that's thick. Missy Elliott. I'll count her. She, But even her, she done got small, but I'll count Missy. So that's one Who that got to the popular, that got to pop status. Missy is one of the only ones <laughs> that I would count. I feel like we missing some people. Who? That's a rapper. Man, it can't it gotta be some old women. It just cannot be that sh- small. That's fat. Yeah, Ooh. That might be it. Damn. All <laughs> the all the popular rap girls were skinny. We had Kim, we had Foxy, we had MC Light, we had um I'm trying to go over the years. So all the ones that got to that next level, um, salt and pepper, slim. Um, salt and pepper, slim. Um, can't, um, Nikki is slim, Serge, <laughs> but slim. Um, who else? Only one is fat is Missy. That's the only, only one. one. The only one that kind of is pushing the um, the boundaries on women's bodies and rap is Megan. I would say. But even is, Megan ain't even, she's not fat at all. Yeah, no, she just, she has a natural body. It might fit a certain standard, but it's still natural. It's not search. Yeah. We've been used to getting the Nikki bodies and the Kim yeah. bodies and da da da. Now we're getting a natural body from Megan. So, yes, there's a shift, but it's not a fat body at all. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, it's, it's, I just don't see it. Anyway. There um, is a plus size woman who raps. Really, really black yeah, woman. She Chink, raps Chink, so good. Chink She's so motherfucking sickening with her, with her lyrics. Her name is like Chinko or Chinko. Chica. Yes. Dark skinned Chica. Um, yes. But she just came out. Yeah, she's fucking sickening. Yeah. Yeah. She's and even good. Lizzo kind of rapping a little bit. So I, we're seeing a shift, hopefully. But yeah. niggas been fat for decades. <laughs> In the rap game. You know, I just think it's I just think it's a shift that's happening. That's true. I think, Especially right. Houston rappers. Mm-hmm. If you especially I don't know if you pay attention, but like there was a time in like the early two thousands, it was like majority of the popular Houston rappers were was fat. Yes. <laughs> Bun B, Pimp C, um, Zero, motherfucking um before Screw died, Screw was plump as hell. Um yeah. only one mm-hmm. didn't get fat is um one to start with a D. D-O-N-K, D-O, what's his name? The dark skin one. Lil' Kiki. I think so, yeah. Um, oh, you sounded so country. Lil' Kiki. But um, <laughs> also, there's there's Big Mo, Fat Pat, Big Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucking E-40 was fat. Um, yeah, being fat, niggas don't got to worry about being fat. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody playing dudes, fat dudes, like Oh, you can't be a singer. Like the way Kelly Price, we, we talked about Kelly Price early. They literally was telling Kelly Price, you cannot be a singer. Yeah, they did that to Jennifer Hudson. They wore her out. Yes, but dudes have been able to be fat. If they could get slimmer, sure. But they don't stop their career. The niggas been able to get fat, especially the singers. Uh, Big Luther. Um, but if they had the talent, they weren't stopping them from having careers. Where women, they were stopping them from having careers. So the point is, I think it's just a different pressure that that women are under, that men are not under. It's not saying that they are not fully off and under being scrutinized about their bodies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they have some, um, but they mm-hmm. just have more wiggle room. They just have more, um, the, the spectrum of what they could be and be successful is wider they can be they can have a little belly they can have a little you know what i'm saying without being judged in the same kind of way and still have a level of success i feel like even with some trans men like they kind of just are open about having like big fat hairy coochies (laughs) what versus if you were a cis woman it would be like no no hair but you know people give trans men a pass when they have big hairy pups <laughs> wait wait sometimes sometimes this, it's true though it's a big true. okay it's true I'm not okay, now you brought it together i didn't know why you were bringing it up but now i see what you're talking about okay so it's more feminine to not to not have the bush but when once you transition you can just be bushed out yeah. yeah okay I, I, y'all, I, I wish that like <laughs> i had some glasses like i could get like a scientist to make some glasses yeah. to where if somebody like with privilege on hat like somebody who has privilege when they put them on they can see the shit from your lens that way you don't have to explain shit because niggas be acting like 
they don't understand the, the like the privilege they have in society as far as like not ha- having to fit certain beauty standards and shit and they don't get why the girls be getting their bodies done and stuff like bitch do you not see see like like y'all be the same niggas in the comments talking about god damn and and well, it, they think that y'all do this for them Unfortunately, and then they'll be like, do but, but, it's, but wait a minute, don't it's no shade. Some do, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but but then you got some because they think it's because of them, they like, don't do that, you don't need to do it. We love you the way you are, like, but then y'all shit. still be underneath yeah. the girl with the fat ass booty, you know, it's fake, with, and no, it's fake and be unbothered by it. What I don't like is when, when they see women who invest in beauty invest in being objectified invest in being that kept woman invest in being the hoe invest in exploiting the 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 structures of society and saying oh well if i'm gonna be exploited i'm gonna get your money i'm gonna chase your money i'm gonna try to get the basketball player the ball player blah 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 blah. what i don't like is when men use those women as the example to almost illegitimize what we're saying that is the structure like they was like women do that to themselves yes there are some women who play that role who exploit the the way the world is it's like black people they know racism exists so they will try to exploit the the, you know um um white respectable ideals and get money look at candace owens they try to do these things to try to get money and work that system that wrong fucked up system in their favor i'm trying to get degrees i'm trying to be this i'm not trying to be i'm trying to be a clarence thomas i'm trying to be this whole different type (laughs) of person and you know not wear bonnets and do all the things that i think is respectful so y'all so the white people can respect us and we get where we need to be all those things i think that people do that it's the same thing with women some of them do what needs to be done so they can succeed out here and get money and set to be successful and play against that and and that's to different degrees like some of them are extreme with it you get what i'm saying and some of them are some of us do it subtly <laughs> i want to look yeah. cute i want to look pretty i want to yeah i you know i want to get a perm i want to sh- when i when i go to the job interview I'm not going to wear my natural hair out. I'm going to, when I go to the, when I get, I may wear my natural hair all the time, but when I get, when, but when my wedding, I'm getting it flat iron. That says something. When when it's in a special event, I'm getting it straight. The straight is for special occasions. Regular, regular, I can have it natural and I can be proud and say, oh, I'm natural, da, da, da. But every time I, every time an event comes up, I'm choosing to straighten it, curl it, bump it, da, 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 da. That says something. And sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's more extreme. Like I'm going to get my boobs. I'm going to get my BBL and get my waist sucked in. And I'm going to the club with all the ballers and da, 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 da. Sometimes it's extreme and sometimes it's subtle. And so, but that doesn't mean when we tell you niggas about what's happening in the world when it comes to sexism, when it comes to, um, you know, y'all objectifying us and the misogyny and the position that y'all put us in, just because there are women who play to those exploits doesn't mean that the system that we're talking about are not real. I hate when they act like it's not real just because other women 
uphold those misogynistic patriarchal standards. We talked about this in our um, toxic femininity, <laughs> toxic femininity um, episode. It doesn't mean that it does those structures and those systems don't exist that are oppression women just because some women go ride with the wave. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So I hate when they say that it doesn't exist by by and using women as an example. So if y'all have opinions about it, listeners, make sure y'all let us know what your opinion is about, you know, surgery. What do you think about um, this BBL craze, this body craze? It's always something. It's always everybody. Some people was getting boobs. Some people was, you know, there's always some type of surgery craze that's happening in every generation. Um, yeah. So let me know what y'all think. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Boom. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. I kissed a boy and I liked it. Right on. Bitch, the BET motherfucking awards, darling. It was over. Um, it tends across the board for me. Um, this was the best was, one in a long time. Really? Yeah, it was. It was cute. It I was really cute. It. I love the fact that I love the fact that he was unbothered and it needed to be. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry, Lil Nas. Oh, Lil Nas. Yeah, he ate it the fuck up. He had kissed his dancer on stage at the ending of his performance. Baby, during Pride Month, listen, he never fails. He never fails. And you and you keep making the girls know it. You keep shocking the girls, confusing the and then confusing them into bewilderment for decades, and then come out with an advertisement and have them buy some shit. That's how you do it. Turn it, bitch. I think it was over. The um everybody on the internet did that whole like shit that they do when it's like when it's too much gay shit then you know the homophobes get the, the in the straight super straights get talking about how you know bitch the images and shit about children but we can turn on any channel and see a group you. of straights doing a threesome or 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 kissing we can you can find out all over any type of platform social media tv it's it's in billboards on pictures everything we can see we can show the openly. And we've been watching it and it didn't make us any less queer, our life. At all. At all. <laughs> I done seen straight people kissing and tonguing and fucking and all kinds of stuff. It didn't make me like dick any less. <laughs> any less, darling. What you was going to say about me? 
I was about to say, I, I didn't even watch it. And then because I saw all this homophobic stuff going on, because like I be sometimes I add random people on Facebook and not paying attention. So I'd be seeing, I'd be coming across some homophobic stuff when some shit happened. And I'd be like, what happened? Because I'm seeing a lot of homophobia. And I'm unadding people, and then I'm like, oh, they're talking about something happened. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, that's when I found out he kissed a dude on stage. I was like, oh, that's it? Okay. No, I thought it was something major. <laughs> but they, that, like, you know, the super straights, they can't take anything. They always think it's an agenda, which it is. But they think it's like this, this, this negative, like genocide agenda where we're trying to kill our own people. This doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> um, I, I want to be invited to the super straight meeting so that I can have some clarity and we can work on these these agendas that we no, we secretly really no have. Clarity. Um, and you don't want any I clarity. I don't want the clarity. You don't want no clarity. Nope. I want an inside school. <laughs> I I want to be like the like the black man who um who went to the clan meeting. I forgot what his oh, name no. was, and he befriended the the head chief clan person. Y'all give me all the tea. I want the tea. How can I become a better ally so that we can you know shake the shit? The you know actually he didn't do anything by becoming that man's friend. It was an interesting story though. So I guess I guess that wouldn't work. Yeah, then. take that back. Hey, can I? Okay. Can you take that out, Dominic? <laughs> 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 take that out. You don't. You don't want to be an ally. To <laughs> I don't know where that came out. You don't want to be an ally to the no, super straights and the Klansmen. You're right. Nah, fuck them. Like, no, okay, so Dama, how you feel about it though? Well, I think that straight people have doing been doing shocking queer baiting things. A lot of times when we talk about Madonna kissing Britney, when we talk about um, Megan and Cardi in those lesbian scenes on WAP, those kind of lesbian implied scenes with the Kalani, Kalani, Tiana Taylor and Kalani, bitch, that was sick. Yeah, so there's there's this queer, even like um, Beyonce and Shakira, even um, Shakira and Rihanna. Um, you know, there's, there's these, there's always this kind of lesbian, lesbian thing that's happening. It's always this kind of queer baby thing that's happening. It's just, he went all the way. (laughs) No, 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 no. They, they be going all the way too, but it's acceptable because they are either bisexual women or straight women just playing with the idea, but that's all praised. But then when you. Got an actual queer person <laughs> actual doing it. It's like, oh Lord, all the things, all the bets are off. And this is gonna make all our kids gay. Um, I think it's just ridiculous. I think it's fear-mongering. I think that um it doesn't make the performance sickening to me. Now, I got I got to um I got to be honest. Um <laughs> I like little Nas. I think what he's doing is needed. I think that it is shake this motherfucking table. Go for it. Like go. We we haven't had a queer, um, a gay male. I don't want to say queer. We haven't had a gay male pop representation that 
was this explicitly gay. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I I think when we talk about normalizing things, I think that I want to see it. I want to see it. Kiss, do your thing, whatever. It's not a big deal to me. Now, I only want to see that pony a few times. <laughs> now, I don't want you to become a one trick pony. I want more. I want you. I don't mind. I, I'm not. I'm not one of them old school queer people that's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of you. Okay, you gay. Okay, we we know you gay. Oh my god. We, uh, oh my god. We just how many times you gonna do this gay stuff and. You know, because I see some gay people that was reading like that. I'm like, he ain't did a lot. Get the fuck. I can see if we've been seeing the same bullshit for, you know, five years from him. But he just started doing his thing. I don't remember him performing before these. <laughs> Where's the mute button? Yeah. So get out of here. No. So I think he is doing his thing. Um I don't want it to, I don't need to see it again. I don't want you to, the next time you do a performance, I don't need to see you kissing with a boy. If you, unless you want to go for it, but I don't need to see that, but I want to see that all the time. I don't think Madonna and Britney Spears or any other pop artist should do a kiss at the end of a performance. Like they did. You get what I'm saying? I don't, we don't need to see that over and over. Okay, cute. We see it. Boom. Now that you've done that, I don't want to see that pony again. You did that trick. Great. I live. Go We'll shake it up. Now what's next? What what's you know what's next on the agenda? Not necessarily going further, but but doing what's next in your talent, your scope of talent. What is what is you know? I would like better choreography. I would like um, you know, he does creative videos. I I want I want everybody to be on Doja Cat level when it comes to Woo! creative performances. She I think, I think she, what needs to be done, honey. <laughs> what well, you know, she a lot of people say she's their favorite white supremacist <laughs> because she has some problematic things in, in regards to black folks, but in her his in her past. But one thing I love about her is that she always gives you a nasty creative video and a nasty creative performance. And so I want to see that level of creativity. I want to see that level of innovation. And so I want to see that from Little Nas X. Does what I see in his videos, I want to see that in his performances too. The performances, the shock stuff is cute, but okay, I want you to I want you to perform next time. I wanted to give I wanted you to take the performance, the actual dancing, the actual, you know, that stuff to the next level. I don't want to be I don't want the climax to be a fucking kiss. I want the climax being some nasty choreography that looks hard that everybody learned that turns into a dance and you know, some type of prop. That motherfucking Tyler the Creator on BET, that fucking set blowing in the wind and him getting out of that car. Did y'all see that? Y'all probably because it didn't have any shock stuff. But I don't remember. I don't I ain't never seen no performance like that. He was getting out of a car like in a fucking hurricane on stage. Shit was blowing and it was crazy. It was wild. Like look up his um performance too. I thought it was creative. It was different. I don't remember seeing anything like it. And he always does something innovative. He always does something innovative. Chloe and Haley, I think their imagery is always innovative. You know, she can be, Chloe can be kind of extra, <laughs> you know, what she did, um, <laughs> Nina Simone, but I still live. But um, 
see, they can be kind of extra, but their imagery is always innovative and cute to me. Like it's always futuristic. It's always something. So I want to see that from little Nas X, what he does in his videos. I want to see him do it in performance because the performances be, they remind me of a pretty girl talent in the drag community <laughs> where it's kind of boring, but it's clean. Yeah, I I I can't dance, but I'm gonna give you this pretty girl talent that looks cute because I'm pretty, and I'm that all the choreography is gonna be one, two, three, four, mm, boom, 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 boom. It I, I I see that I wanted it to be a little bit more, so that's what I feel about it. It wasn't shocking to me, but um, you know, I think people are stupid when it comes to that stuff, and we're gonna have to continue to expect those type of responses, but. You know, for me, yeah. I just I wanted more on the um, creative side. I think that I think that um, Lil Nas, you're eating it. You're young. You're youthful. You got a lot of tricks up your sleeves. You keep gagging the girls. Keep doing your do deals. Keep making the people talk. Frustrate the fuck out of the super straight. Um, yeah, we love it. Basically, there was a viral tweet. The very common conversation of bills splitting and who pays for what, you know, basically, it was a guy that makes 150K a year. Um, he went on a trip, you know, they were going to go on a trip and his wife, was it wife? Wife. His girlfriend, let's just say his girlfriend, okay. but they live together. Okay, his girlfriend that he stays with had to work a second job to pay for the trip, to pay for half of it, to come up with her part, basically. And she and, only makes 45K and he makes 150K. Right, right. So nowhere near the same income. He's obviously more financially stable. I would say free, more, a little more financially free because she could be stable. So, you know, but not enough to where it's just like an interruption and like a, a huge trip to pay for it. Like, obviously she had to get another job to pay for it. But I feel like, I want to know you guys' opinion. I feel like it's trash of him, <clears throat> even if it was flipped. Why would you be comfortable with your partner to pay for to have to get another job to pay for a trip that's supposed to be fun when you can clearly pay for it? Like, and it's not gonna really put a big dent in your shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I what's your opinion? I feel like there's a lot of things that before I can give my full opinion, a lot of factors that I have to take into place. Okay, so like, yeah. how long they've been knowing each other? Like, did they just get in a relationship? Like, did they? Is this their first month? And they just like, bitch, we're about to go somewhere, and they're just now working out. Like, well, that's even worse. Shit. We just now getting together and you can't even pay for it. You making me get a second job. <laughs> but wait, what if, what if, what if, but we don't know what he's doing for her. What if he's paying for like her school and like 
what if he's paying for like everything that she needs? He should she don't gotta pay for rent. She ain't gotta pay for her to get her nails done. She don't gotta pay for shit. Well, she would have been able to. She gotta pay for this trip. She would have been no. She would have been able to save that. She wouldn't have to get another job. She wasn't paying no bills. That is sure. Yeah, I think it's late, bitch. If you if you <laughs> if you're a fuck if you fuck with me and I'm giving you this booty hole and 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 <laughs> bitch, I'm. And I'm out. If <laughs> 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 I'm doing my due deals, <laughs> and not even just that, like why, like that's late for you to say. Oh, I gotta pay for the whole trip. Now it it has to be a reason. Like it has to be an understandable reason. Like oh, I can't pay for it because I'm paying for all this other shit, and it's really you know, you know, I really you know, even though he got 150 thousand dollars you know a year that don't mean that he's financially responsible either he could have all this shit, his money tied up and not to other shit you know as to where he got a hustle on the side in order to pay for the trip you know, i'm just thinking of the different outcomes you know uh, you is reaching you is reaching for the stars maybe <laughs> <laughs> you are trying to give him all the excuses in the world <laughs> listen I'm just, you know, I don't know. I feel like, but simply, like, just looking on surface, no, I would As be over couple. I would be over him. But I would be over you, Z. Yeah, I would be over I you. I would think that you're late. I would think that you was late. If I had 150K a month, I mean, a year, and it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be nothing out of my pockets just to pay for your ticket, be nothing. Or just to pay for our expenses and stuff, you could pay me back later or some shit like that. And you said I had to get it. <laughs> I don't know if you made the lower amount. You made the um, if you oh, made the lower now. amount. If I made the lower amount, bitch, you said I had to get a job. Well, we not go We wouldn't be going on that trip because that means that if this is the trip that we need to go on. If I need to get another job in, and I need to rethink some things too in our relationship because there's <laughs> the, there's no way like you got you got the coin and you just gonna pay me. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I, I my thing is this: I if I'm living with a dude now, it's different. If I'm not living with a dude and we are just boyfriend, girlfriend, just started, not just started dating, but just dating. We're not living together. We're just together. Okay. But when we living together, I'm living with you, yo. Baby, you don't make 150. I don't make 45. We make 195. <laughs> We're adding those together. We make $195. How does this trip, the cost of uh, both of us coming in this trip, fit into our budget? <laughs> now, me, I'm probably going to have, I'm not, I'm probably not going to be comfortable with making 45K and him making 150. I'm probably not going to be comfortable with that. So I'm probably going to have two jobs anyway. <laughs> Even if we don't have a trip, I'm going right. to be trying to make more money to be equal. Like, you know, yeah. if, if um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be trying to, it's just something that I'm going to be trying to do because I'm going to feel quite insecure with that big level of difference. Um, 
So I'm just going to be trying to match that hustle and get my business straight. I'm not going to be stuck at 45,000. I can't do that. Especially when I got this dude who is making so much money that I have enough wiggle room to play around and take some risks with some money making ideas. Um, you know, especially if you're, if you now that kind of money somewhere like, um, San Francisco or New York, that might not can't go too far. Um, but it's still nice. But in Houston, bitch, and he make 150 and I make 45, we good. We real good. We are good. good. We real good. Um, we real good. So I'll have enough, I'll be able to wiggle and make more money with you know, different opportunities I would do. But for me, I am in the relationships that I've been in with dudes. First of all, I ain't never been in a relationship with a dude that made more money than me, except for one time. And he didn't pay our bills. And and <laughs> but I never had any money issues with him. Like if I needed something, he gave it to me. I didn't have any kind of no money issues. Like he never made me pay for nothing. Anytime we were, he never made me pay for nothing. Um, I, but he wasn't paying all my bills either. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and we didn't mm -hmm. live together, all that kind of stuff. But any other anyone that lived with me, mm -hmm. honey, we either made equal or not much of a difference. But I was on top. You see what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I'm I, I usually made more, but not more to the point where I'm 150 and he 45. It would be you know, I'm bringing 300. He bringing two. <laughs> you know, every two weeks we trying to work it out with. Uh, three. I got a three fifty check. He his check is two seventy five. It's it's very. It's not too far from each other. It's like a hundred dollar difference, or you get what I'm saying, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then when I was, you know, at the time when I was when I was younger and I was escorting, you know, sometimes we'll be my my job would be whack, but his job would be better. But I'll be having clients, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So that's a whole other conversation. So I've never been in a situation where it was just that drastically different. Um. But idealistically, in my mind, I'm more of a traditional woman. I like when it comes to what I think about in, you know, gender roles. I, I'm one of them people. And so when I'm, I'm looking for a relationship with dudes, I'm looking for somebody who likes, not likes, but that is relatively basic when it comes to relatively traditional when it comes to gender roles. Um, any situation I've been, the, been in, the dude has just brought me their check. I was, more, I was, I was just the, I was the one who I had the gift of gab. I'm the one who calling the bill company. If I, if they, if something's wrong with the bills, like they don't overcharge me for something. I'm the one who's making the call and talking to the people and getting them to take stuff off my bill. He's not doing that. So I'm not going to be asking him for some money and I'm taking care of all the household stuff. No, give me your motherfucking check. And we gon' not not like I'm bullying him into giving me his check. It's just he would just give me give it to me. I didn't have to bully. He was like, here, baby, here's my check for the week. And I would go deposit it in my account. And that's where our money would go. It would that's just what it was. Um Ooh, I, I, I can hear some some hyper masculine <laughs> men in the background saying, What the fuck? I would never you give my check to a woman. Hello. I, I find it quite normal. This was my grandmother lived that life. Um, my grandfather would or my step grand my grandfather and my step grandfather 
they would bring the check home. <laughs> like it was nor it was that really quite normal. Too. My that mother was like that. True. My That's great great grandmother was like that. My great great grandmother was like that. <laughs> <laughs> All of the women in my family, we took care of the household. Now I gotta now on the flip side, they also took care of cooking, took care of cleaning, took care of taking care of the babies. Now, you know, I don't I don't got no kids, but um, but all the women, the household stuff, they did like they did that. And it was kind of like normal. It was it didn't feel like an imbalance. It felt like old school. It, oh, it was just old school. Like, you know, it was old school. And um, and when I was in the situation with my man, it didn't feel uncomfortable either because. I knew where the, the money that was going in and out. Um, if he needed something, like if he needed new shoes, we getting him some new shoes. If he needed new clothes, if he had something that he wanted to do that was fun, we made sure we figured out how to get him what he needed. Like it was nobody was feeling gypped. Nobody was feeling like all the money was going to something for for me or all the money was going something. I'm also not the woman in my family is also not needy in the sense of um being kept maintenance like we gotta have bags we gotta <laughs> have deals we country girls we don't need that we need the the lights paid the, you know there might be some perks like getting our nails cute and hair done when we need it but it's not um i don't have high maintenance women in my family i think is if we're talking about the linear the line going down i think i'm the most high maintenance in in my line of women um but I think that comes with my transness. <laughs> with my trans <laughs> but my but my mom was quite low maintenance. My grandmother was quite low maintenance. So all they needed was you to provide a roof over their head, pay the bills, get the groceries for them to cook. It was really quite simple. And so when I lived with my my first boyfriend, it actually was kind of perfect. Once once he had a job and everything was going in that in that regard, in the positive in that way. Him just giving me his money to pay the bills, it didn't make it. it, it made, we was happy. We it was no kind of imbalance in um, power. It didn't feel like there was an imbalance in power. It didn't feel like when he was making more than me for a little bit of time. There was a time when he was making like maybe like two hundred dollars more than I was. Um, it didn't feel like he was more powerful. He had more to say and um, I'm paying all the bills in this motherfucker. He didn't give that kind of vibe at all. It was nothing like but that. But some people do do that. Like, right. Some people turn into like bosses. They, I pay the cost to be the boss. So, duh, but, duh. It's sometimes, but sometimes it's not even direct. Sometimes it's indirect. Sometimes it's, it's unconscious. Like, it's like something has been like their true self has been activated and they no longer have to be subservient in their like in their mind. Like because this is from me looking on the outside, looking at multiple people who have done this. And so like once they get a certain amount of coin, they turn into this her this diva or devo. And then when they, and then when their coin is gone, they turn back into that Cinderella person. <laughs> humble and <laughs> subservient and nice but every time they get a coin they're turned into a nasty diva yeah i can see that i just haven't had men that are like that i've had men who are quite um 
Just relax about money. Long as they getting what they need, you fucking them, you feeding them, you cleaning up the house. You like if they need some shoes, they get some shoes. Like shit, shit that they want to do. Smoke weed, play, get some video games. Like I have, I've have dated simple ass niggas. Like if, as far as their needs, and so long as they're able, long as I'm not always saying when they when it's time for them to get what they want. Um, nah, we can't afford to get them shoes. Nah, we can't afford to get the, that video game. Now nah, we, we, why you keep buying weed? We can't afford that. Da 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 da. Long as you're not complaining in that sense, and when you and they're handing you their money, I didn't have any issues. It was okay, babe. We are gonna figure out how you need some new shoes. Great. What kind of shoes you want? These new Jays at 250, 260, whatever. However, I can't remember how much they used to cost, but two, two sixty, two forty, whatever. Um, cool. So this next check. We got to spend on bills, but the next one is going to be free because I'm getting my tax money and I'll be able to pay them this. And then that check, when you get that check on that month, we buy the shoes. Then we would, we would figure it out in regards to how we would, we would get what he wanted. And then I would figure out what I, you know, how I would get what I wanted. And we just would make balance and make it work based on the money that we had coming in. And so it was diamond. So you come from a line of women who pimp niggas. I'm here for that. That is <laughs> not pimp niggas. That is tradition. Sound like an old school pimp. Like <laughs> no, that is not old school pimp. That is traditional. Pimp. A man providing big pimping. Going to work and providing for his home and letting his woman handle the household business. Work. That's no, how I it that's I don't know. That's how it normally was. I don't know a woman that didn't live like that. I just don't. Yeah. My aunt Georgia was like that. My grandmother, she uh she retired pretty early and just settled down. My grandfather did everything to go outside, whatever needs to be done. He did all that. She'll just come back. I mean, he'll just come back and she'll get what she wants. She'll be satisfied. That's how your mother was too, huh? Oh, no, my mama worked. <clears throat> Not saying no, 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 no. I don't want to say it. They didn't work. They worked. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> they was black women. They worked. They worked. Yeah. But when it comes to who took care of the business of the house, the business, like who called the bank, who called the phone company, who called the light company, who got the internet fixed, who got the um phone fixed, who who took care of the business. I gotta call the bank so we can get the money order to pay this and the money. That it was the women. It wasn't the men. The men just said, "Oh, I ain't got time for all that. I want to sit home and drink my beers or and chill." I gotta be doing Here's the money. You you handle that. You handle that, Deanna. <laughs> you handle that, Eula Eula May. <laughs> you handle you handle that, Earlene. Those are my my women's name. You ha handle that, Pauline. Here you go. Handle it. They will all handle it. Here you go. Here the money. There you go. Long as they got their beer, or long as they got whatever their vices is, whether it be their weed, their beer, their um, their alcohol, they they nice little um car. They you know give my my granddad had a fucking Cadillac. Long as his Cadillac wasn't tearing down, he could ride <laughs> digging into singing against the lane. <laughs> Don't nobody. He didn't care. 
He knew when he came home, he could kick his feet up. He knew his clothes was going to be clean because my grandma, great grandma was going to wash them. He knew that um, it was going to be some food for him to eat. Got a plate made for him. It was it was still a masculine feeling. It's still a patriarchal house. Um, you're not going to come in here and raise your voice to the man of the house. It still was a vibe, but she controlled the money. She controlled where what was going out. She balanced the checkbook. My mama, my mama, my grandma, old school way. We used to have y'all probably don't do this nowadays, but there used to be a checkbook where a ledger where you minus and and take away and what was put in and what was put out throughout the whole checkbook of the month. Like, account. yeah. like an accountant, like they would do that literally in a checkbook that they would be writing. And it would be my mama, <clears throat> my grandmother, my great grandma, my great grandma. My my great great grandma, and so I would see them doing this. How they lived. It wasn't. It still was patriarchal, but it wasn't like white women. It wasn't like the men is in the parlor making the money moves, and she's just tipping around the house with the maids, and she's tipping around being the lady of the house doing nothing. In our household, the women was taking care of the money, taking care of the business, and the men were working, bringing the money in, and. You know, at home, yeah, they being treated like the 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 man of the house, getting getting plates, getting my mom with the women be cooking and cleaning their clothes and all that kind of stuff. But ain't nobody giving up no ass. I ain't hear that in the conversation at all. Nobody that that's definitely got to be abundance of that. Abundance of giving up ass. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> Who giving up ass? No, the, the women, yes. Yes. Yeah, of course they give it up ass. That's, <laughs> they having babies. We talk about my great grandma who has 16 kids. Of course Woo! they give it up some ass. <laughs> 16 kids, baby. The whole Woo! point of them getting married to these niggas is because they had homes, because they had they had the means to take care of them. 16 kids, Diamond. Yeah, 16. Baby, mm -hmm. you got a big family. My great great grandmother has 16 kids. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, my great grandmother being one, she was one of the oldest. And then my grandmother, her, my great grandmother had two daughters. My grandmother only had one daughter. And me, I don't have any children. So it's the end of the girls. <laughs> Now my little brothers, they they popping about. They got like four, four. My my mama got four grandkids. <laughs> so um, and oh, and only one. It's only one girl. It's Majesty. So yeah, she's the next girl in line. But we ain't got no connection to her. But anyway, yes, I feel like for me, back to the subject. He doesn't care about her. <laughs> No, <laughs> he doesn't no. care about her if he has she has to get extra job and all that kind of bullshit and i just i think it's a red flag anytime a dude is emphasizing on this how much money i make this much money and so i'm it, it, anytime i'm with a nigga and he's talking about splitting something and we live together it's different when we are early in our relationship and we are single then yeah, let's go on the trip. Let's plan this trip. Yeah, we're gonna split the bill on the trip. Da, 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 da. But if we're living together, I just think living together is a whole different thing. So what about y'all? How do y'all split payment of bills? Because y'all are both working. 
working people in regards to you know y'all have clients sometimes right or no how do you how does that work I, so yeah i do now that i lost my job but before y'all had stopped i didn't yeah. i didn't have any clients for yeah. a while yeah um how we do is basically we <laughs> pretty much make i don't know about now i know that she makes more money but my it's more stability in how and when I work. So now, yeah. So now the dynamic is if she can't, you know, um, pay what bills are set up for her to do, then that's cool. I'll just take them over. You see what I'm saying? Like, because we're, I wanted to be in a position where we could do that. Like, we both share some responsibility. But if the other person lacks, in the area the other person is stable enough to take over it you know what i'm saying and it don't be no issue but how long how long can that last before it feels like mm, girl what's going on um i think they don't really uh, feel like that yeah but because i i know you good i know you i know it's not intentional yeah like because i'm the type of i'm a type of woman well i wouldn't even say woman just person where i don't like to ask for nothing and if i ask him for something it's because i need it and mm -hmm. i always give back to him it may not be like immediately back but i always give him his point back to him just because i tell you like, what's the responsibility is it split 50 50 like whatever the responsibility is is it split 50 50 oh, yeah. everything is 50 50. Well, it, okay i pay more i pay more now more i'm talking big. about before yeah even before before before, yeah, before, before i paid more bills no before you lost your job oh but before years ago the dynamic was she always made way more and i was always um it pretty much was 50 50 at first yeah at first like the first couple of years it was like 50 50. And then I'm going on four years. Yeah. So, so the, the early, four. early in the stage when y'all moved in together, it was 50 50. Yeah. I didn't even have a good car that I was focused on like so many different things. Like I was focusing on just so, so much bullshit at the time when we met, I was not financially stable at all. Like <laughs> when we got together, it was trying to find himself yeah when but, i helped you yeah and but i was never irresponsible either and so like we just moved in together and i still kept up my part and i wasn't able to um you're the most responsible person i've ever been with yeah I, I'm, I'm not you ain't I'm been with not. nobody else bitch. exactly <laughs> <laughs> you ain't been with nobody else child get out of here <laughs> Well, I'm sure. Compared well, to well okay. Like uh, compared to like roommating and like being around people who have to like split bills and stuff. Definitely the most responsible. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's for like like for you, definitely. Hell yeah, knowing your history. <laughs> okay, you know I don't even gotta explain it. So yeah, like. But we talked about it. I would want. I I would. I wouldn't mind if I made more to be the one that paid. 
you know, all the bills and stuff. I wouldn't mind doing that. But I also would want me to make good money as well. You know what I'm saying? So And like, I wouldn't want it. I'm yeah. not one of them type of people where like I'm kind of like you, Diamond. Like I would want to be equally yoked or like not that far away. Just because I don't I don't like no power. Even though I think it's unintentional, I don't like no like big difference in power dynamic. And it sounds like money should not be. Money make or break. Yeah, it does. Yeah, a lot of divorces, most of the divorces, they're mm. based on money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, I know somebody that recently happened to. They broke up because one person was kind of playing with another person's coin a little bit. So, mm, wow. Yeah. So it's like, y'all have to be clear about that stuff. And so, yeah, at the beginning, it was definitely 50 50. Now I'm more stable than before. So it's like, now I feel more comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. Playing yeah, more. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Until, Mia, you get something new. Well, I'm doing good right now. Um, I mean, but yes, until I find something that's more stable. I don't mind though how it is now. I feel like it's cool. Like even if you made more, I would still be straight how it is. Like it now, if we got like if we upgraded to a better apartment, or if we was trying to buy a house or something. Of course, things have to shift, but so it could, you know, the outcome could come faster and better well that's so, that's you know that's definitely the goal yeah a, so. a house is the, the goal yeah so but, but it also it's it, the thing about it in relationships of course we can deal with financial stuff when everything is good like when everybody you know yeah. got shit going on it what when it gets shaky is when honey you paying all the bills and I ain't got no money and I ain't had no money for six months. It's different. I ain't had no money for a month, but then when six months come along, you're like, damn, I've been paying the bills this long and you ain't found oh. nothing yet, girl. It that gets, was, well, for was, me, I don't know about nobody else. For me, I can't be with no man to stay yeah. broke. I'm sorry. It was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely a shaky period, but we both was like, and that's was, that's was good. About that's both the, of us. Yeah. We both like, no. We some go-getting ass bitches. <laughs> like, we're going to make something motherfucking shake. No. And I couldn't be with nobody else who could make some shit. So I'm talking about, I need somebody who would, with low respectability politics and high standards. So <laughs> there, those two definitely can exist. And 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 if you got them, bitch, you got in you, a sickening hustle, it's over. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I need That's you to have. We, I need you to have that go getter spirit like me, and then we can get it. Um, yeah, yeah. and I don't. And that, but that actually that go getter spirit is what makes me feel okay with stepping in and looking out for you for a, a, a small period of time. Because right. I know <laughs> if I give you some time to work some shit out, you gonna be straight because you gonna you gonna rise to the occasion. It's exactly. it, it's motherfuckers who is lazy that I don't want to put my neck out there for a motherfucker who you know I have a history of you not doing shit and you being lazy and you sitting back doing shit you know that hasn't happened to me in relationships but it definitely has happened to me in friendships where you know you didn't do what you were supposed to do and you basically feels like I'm being used and so and that's you know, happened to me with family yeah 
Mm. Well, all right. Well, tell us yeah. what y'all think. <laughs> we hope y'all think that that's not okay, but you know, I'm sure some guys. And if it's okay with you, bitch, because you're live. If you that type of girl, you know. You cool with getting the second job? So. If you got to have it, work. Get your life, but tell us what y'all think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, um, before we leave, I want to say I did a podcast episode with one of our listeners. <clears throat> also, she started a new podcast called Black to the Future. Together, I was talking about my bisexuality and kind of just talking about a different, a, a whole bunch of different topics. So, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. I'll send it to you. And also, um, before we go, I did want to say that I did get to meet um, um, Dr. Will Mosley's um, friend at the um, at the ball in in Dallas. Shout out to you! I'm so sorry if I forgot your name. Um, I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm really bad when I'm really, really bad with names. And please forgive me. If you know me, if you know me, you know I'm I'm horrible with names. But yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed you and I, I really appreciate like the love and support that you gave me while while we were here while while we were in Dallas. So I appreciate you and your partner definitely in all the work that you guys do around our podcast. Thank y'all, darlings. We will see y'all next week. All right, peace out. All right, bye-bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright.